Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Starring Dave Schilling, Justin Holliday, James Michael McAdoo, Joey Devine, Ogden Kuzmich, Quinn Cook, Sean Keen. Please don't hit us. Jose Calderon from the movie Hustle. Patreons, Charles Crabtree. Thank you, Charles. Rohan. Thank you, Rohan. And thank you, King Theoden. Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Musical guest, Juice Newton. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with a postseason ending edition of the podcast. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad. America's best friend, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Hey, buddy. I'm good. I'm good. Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling uh, mm-hmm. feeling strong. Yeah, you're happy. I drank some champagne last night. Ooh. Ate some potatoes this morning. Ooh. Uh, sent some sent some tweets. Yeah, oh, you tw- did I do that. Twe- I was tweeting last night, Joey. You wrote an article last night. 
I wrote two. That's sort of the problem with uh, being in basketball. Is yeah. Even when your team wins, you can't really celebrate because you have to work. I was like, hey, let's watch these speeches. <laughs> While well, I also wrote a little write-up on Steph Curry winning finals MVP. Uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, like Jaron Jackson Jr., my, my trigger fingers turned into Twitter fingers last night. <laughs> um, before we get started and get into all of that, just some business off the top. <coughs> Patreon.com slash roundrockpod. It's where you can hear Backseat Drivers, our Lincoln Lawyer podcast. Our first episode went up uh, this week about the Lincoln Lawyer movie starring Matthew McConaughey. Um, also, uh, at roundrockpod is our Twitter. Roundrockpod at gmail.com is our email. Call us on the phone at the number in the description of the episode. And if you're going to Summer League... Sean, are you going to Summer League? I will be going to Summer League. I am also going to Summer League. Uh, I believe we said July 10th is our meetup at the Tillman First Tita Slot Machines at 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Sunday Um, night, baby. Yeah. At 10 p.m. At the Golden Nugget Casino, at the Billion Dollar Buyer uh, Slot Machines, we're all going to put some money into the Tillman for Tita Slot Machines to see if we can get our money back from that frugal loser, Tillman Fertitta. Um, Sean. Yes. Yes, Joey. We have some news. Yeah. Big story. Mm-hmm. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball News. For humans and robots, trust the process. All right, Sean, our top story is, of course, a 12-year-old was granted an order of protection against the Flash's Ezra Miller. Wow. I didn't expect it to be this unpleasant right away, Joey. Uh, Sean, let me read you... uh, First off, as everyone knows, uh, sure, this isn't basketball news, but uh, America's number one problem right now is Ezra Miller from the Justice League. Uh, And I just want to read you really quickly a story here about Ezra Miller. Uh, Tensions began brewing when the mother says she mentioned doing some traveling recently with her quote-unquote tribe of people, leading Miller to snap at her and accuse her of cultural appropriation. Then, a conversation about board games allegedly went sideways when, after Miller claimed that the board game Parcheesi had Rastafarian roots, the visiting neighbor, who is half black, questioned Miller as to which sect of the Rastafari movement it originated from. Quote, at this point, Ezra explodes and started screaming directly into my face. They said, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. What did you say to me? What did you just say to me? I was caught very off guard, the visiting neighbor continues. Then they opened up their jacket. They had this, like, big Sherpa jacket. And they opened up a one side of their jacket. You could see a gun, and they said, talking like that could get you into a really serious situation. Wow. So, so Sean, our top story today is, of course, um, 
On the Grand Theft Auto scale of stars, Ezra Miller has hit four out of five stars. Uh, they're, they're not sending tanks yet, but Joe Biden, please do something about Ezra Miller. Five is literally Christopher Dorner, who we talked about quite a bit. Um, I'm fairly sure that the board game Parcheesi originated in India. Uh, Am yeah, I wrong about I, that? I don't know. Uh, I just know if someone showed me a gun after an argument about Parcheesi, I would be uh, upset, just like this woman rightfully is. Yeah, Parcheesi is the is the Hindustani word for it. It's it's from ancient India, home original home of the Rastafarians, of course. Um, next, according to the visiting neighbor, the mother and the child, Miller focused their attention on the then 11-year-old, saying, quote, I've talked extensively with your child, and they have a lot of power to them. At one point, you're going to realize that you don't have any control over them anymore. They're an elevated being, and they would be lucky to have someone like me guide them. They say Miller proceeded to turn to the mother, who dresses goth, and accused her of being a witch and a vampire, repeatedly yelling at her, Do you want to drink my blood? Do you? So, that's kind of like, uh, have they, have they finished that, uh, that, that Flash movie? Uh, I believe they have, yeah. But they can't release it at this point, right? Miller apologized for the outburst, only to return to pester the family on a number of other occasions, including in late April, in May, and on June 4th, dressed as a cowboy. Um, is... 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 Are they... Just... The... The, the character from We Need to Talk About Kevin? <laughs> Anyway, Sean, in basketball news. Uh-huh. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember we talk about Capspace all the time in the program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website create yours today that's wix.com slash woj w-o-j to get 10% off rights to euros that are never coming enter code nba at checkout for $20 off your first order expiring salaries if you missed it we launched the recapables billions podcast on our recapables feed Treating people like they're assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean, we hadn't heard it in a while. It's the trades drop. Oh, yeah. We've got had, some big moves. We've had big two moves. trades, Sean. Uh, why don't you walk us through our first, the big one? Let's, Let's go with one. the big one first. We yeah. got the Dallas Mavericks have decided to bulk up in the middle, although they did so by getting rid of the biggest player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. 
they have traded their first round pick this year in the draft to the Houston Rockets to get Christian Wood. They threw in Trey Burke, Sterling Brown, and the finest actor in the NBA, Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. Right? Is he the best actor? Is Wancho better? Do you think? I think Wancho is. It depends on what you're you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Wancho, we were on. Um, uh, our friend Greg and Sarah's jazz podcast talking about the movie Hustle today. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen to that. It's called Unsalvageables, a Utah jazz podcast. And it's great and very funny, and we love them very much. Yeah. So uh, this is... So who did, I mean, the, I th- who did the Mavericks get? You didn't say that part. For Christian Wood. Yeah. Christian Wood. We Actually, we'll, we'll play that song this week, our Christian okay. Wood song. Uh yeah, so he's basically they they traded. I think they traded one more guy that I didn't list. Joey, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's so this is the number twenty six pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Trey Burke, Boban, Sterling Brown, and and Avery Brantley. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Marquise Chris. Oh Marquise yeah, our, Chris, our, the our, our friend. Our friend, who I believe we Has he had knee surgery, he's out for he had months, knee surgery. Yeah. So, uh, and I would say that that's kind of not a lot for Christian Wood. I would say that yes. Um, <laughs> he's only got a he's only got a year left on his deal. Here's but here's my take on this trade. Um. Huge talent upgrade uh, for the Mavs. Obviously, mm-hmm. they got the best player in the trade. Yes, but um, terrible vibes move. Yeah, it's a it's it's a Mavs esque vibes decision where they they only improve their their vibes accidentally. Like like they they somehow for a little while mitigated the terrible Porzingis vibes because they were forced to take Tim Hardaway Jr. and his wonderful vibes back in that trade with the Knicks. But usually, uh, like, Dirk was able to overcome a lot of bad vibes, but after a while, you can't add, like, an upset DeAndre Jordan, an old Darren Williams, Mm -hmm. um, a heartbroken Devin Harris who can't believe you just keep trading him away and releasing him. Like, just like a lot of bad vibe moves. And yeah, their whole turnaround this season was predicated on getting rid of a large man who could shoot with bad vibes Uh for Flotsam. And now they've traded Flotsam for a huge man with bad who can shoot with bad vibes. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, I think he's, I think he's definitely better than Porzingis at this point, but like, didn't you, um, I don't know if he's better than Porzingis. Well, I mean, he, I just mean he shot really well from three last year, or at least at the end of the year. I, yeah. But look, I don't want to defend Porzingis, but like, I don't know. I've never heard of an assistant coach trying to fight Porzingis mid game, which that happened with true. Christian Wood earlier. Well, there this aren't year. that many female assistant coaches, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mean thing to say, but you know, Porzingis. Um, no, his vibe seemed terrible. And for the Rockets, I was, I really thought they should just get rid of him because he seemed like a bad guy to have around a bunch of rookies. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he's definitely talented, but this is many, many teams for him. So I kind of basically kind of just cut him because he's a dick always before he even got to this point. Um, It's like, yes, why he wasn't in the NBA and in the G League. Everyone was like, this guy's the best player in the G League, but he's an asshole. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I sort of like, I guess I get it, but it also feels like not really what the Mavericks needed. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, uh, their defense was kind of good last year, but a lot of that seemed like it was because of, um, the big men they had who aren't Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I think the Maz will still be pretty good because of Luka Doncic, but, you know, I, I, I guess this doesn't really cost them that much either. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I still like it better for the Rockets, man. I, I just don't, I don't like that guy. Yeah, me either. He's a hard pass for me. Same. Um, but, I mean, again, I, uh, basketball-wise, he's seems like a fantastic uh, combo with Luka, um, in theory. But in I theory. don't know. But you know who's an amazing pick-and-roll partner to Luka, weirdly, Boban is Dwight Marjanovic. Powell. Well, no, oh, yeah. I was going to say Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just has, like, insane numbers for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, Christian Wood, get ready to party with Mark Cuban, whether you want to or not, buddy. <laughs> He's going to be hanging out with you, looking extremely young, with natural colored hair, uh, a face that's definitely made of human skin. Yeah. And, and not so taut you can bounce a quarter off of it. At no, all. not at all. And just like a really cool 63-year-old man who sometimes likes to wear... Uh, a sweatshirt with the leaves with the sleeves cut off because he mm-hmm. definitely has never taken steroids. Look, we talk a lot about um, I was doing it earlier today on uh, unsalvageables, but we talk a lot about uh, tech bros uh, choices of fashion on this show, yes. mainly That's... jeans with bad dress shoes and uh, mm-hmm. just the most pressed dress shirt ever. What what is it about reality television show hosts where they have to wear a tight, 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 tight black T-shirt? I don't because that's I, what Mark Cuban dresses like yeah. always too. It's the Simon Cowell, the Gordon Ramsay, the Mark uh-huh. Cuban. Just the a... Louis. Well, the Louis C.K. is the loose black T-shirt. <laughs> right. Ricky Gervais, I would say, is also a black T-shirt guy. Yeah, but these. The Simon Cowell, Gordon Ramsay, Mark Cuban one is like Gervais. Also, it does not fit. It's it's too tight. You can see their nipples <laughs> poking through it. I don't know who it. it's for exactly. Yeah. It doesn't look good. I don't know why. Like like it's I get I get wearing it if you're like a 25 year old bartender. Sure. And you're in West Hollywood, <laughs> but like. Mark Cuban is 63 years old. Does he still think like this T-shirt is going to be really flattering? You know what I'm going to wear? Uh, a blazer and jeans. And I'm not wearing a tie because I'm a cool billionaire. All of this hair and skin is natural. You're going to love it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm worth $4 billion. But I sold my company for 10, 20 years ago. What happened? Um... All right, we should talk about the other trade now, too, yes. which okay. is uh, the Denver Nuggets. Yes. 
who announced today, by the way, that they were championship or bust. Uh-huh. Um, did a very not championship or bust move uh, by trading Jamichael Green in a protected 2027 first round pick to the Why Thunder for the 30th Jeremy pick. Gr- Jer- oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. With the 30th pick. So that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> it's it's funny that. There were people reacting to this trade like, what a prize Oklahoma City got getting that getting that sweet 2027 first rounder when it was like, um, you just traded you, like there's isn't there any time value of that? that? You have to wait five years to get this pick. I mean, yes, <laughs> I would rather talk about this from the Denver standpoint, though, okay. which is. They're announcing their championship or bust, but they also yeah. just traded like uh, an actual NBA rotation player for the 30th pick in the draft. <laughs> I just don't think Jermichael Green is very good. Yeah, but he's still like a 10th man on a playoff and if you team. Can, if you can get a first round pick for the 10th man who makes $8 million a year, I mean, it's I would... It's just the 30th pick, though, like... But it's just... It's Jermichael Green. Yeah, I mean... Do you, what do you think Jermichael Green shot from three-point range this year? I don't know, twenty-eight percent, twenty-seven percent. Yeah, I just oh. don't think he's. I don't th- just don't think he's very good. Defense is pretty good. Um, but what I will say, but I'm just saying, it, I would rather have the first-round pick, and you know, now they have a trade exception. I mean, we'll see. That's the thing. What they though. do with this trade that exception? Is the pro- that's the problem. Is like. I would agree if, like, uh, an owner who doesn't famously cheap out was doing this. You know what I, I mean? I believe there was a plan. Well, here's the thing. I am not a Stan Kroenke fan. My father loves Arsenal. Uh, he's not really a big supporter there. But, uh, you know, they do have four players on enormous contracts. Mm-hmm. But also the rumor is they're now shopping Monte Morris. I mean, look, if they trade Monty Morris, that is a bad decision. Trading trading Jermichael Green for a first-round pick for – and you throw in – I think they got two second-round picks too. They did. I forgot to say that. So uh, I just – I mean, it feels like they really won this trade to me. But also they've let two people building this team go now just because they didn't want to pay them. In Masai and Tim Connolly. That's what happened right before this trade as well. Well, you don't trust Calvin Booth to, to run I mean, this. I might. Uh, they've done a great <laughs> job. Like, look, uh, they constantly pick the right GM. It's just. um, Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it it's not great that they. Well, it wasn't that wasn't the heir apparent. Um, the new Bulls GM too, yes. Arturos. yes. So that's like three guys. Now, I mean, you know, that's a good sign for their development. But, you know, at some point you would think you'd want to keep one of those guys. One one of of those guys. One of those guys. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But just but for this trade, at least, I think it just feels like a huge win for Denver. I don't know. Maybe maybe I am underrating Jermichael Green, but I kind of feel like um, I kind of feel like you could get someone 
of equivalent value. I just think they're gonna. There's a zero percent. They're just gonna eat that money. They're using that trade exception or the mid level. They'll 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 use the mid level. I bet, but then keep the three. Then, but that still saves them two extra million dollars against the tax. Well, and Um, I could see them. I could see them using if I if I were gonna make a guess. I think this is uh, maybe a trade exception they use at the deadline. I'm gonna and bet it also they saves don't them like it. five million. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, yeah, because if you, if you <laughs> yeah. use the, the deadline, the guy's got two million left. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but you know you gotta you gotta make some room for Zeke Nanji at some point, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I wish they. I bet they wish they still had Jared Vanderbilt though. Uh, yeah, I would, I would bet. Every team in the league also... wishes they had Jared Vanderbilt, baby. And also, I think every team in the league wishes they had the star of Adam Sandler's hustle, Juancho Hernan Gomez. That's true. Is he, does Utah still have, I, I have no idea. Yes, oh, yeah, because he, he got on a... the Utah Jazz. That's why we were on a Utah Jazz podcast today talking about hustle. That is true. And yeah. he's still, I think he has another year left. Yeah. Um, all right, Sean, time to talk about it. Sean, he did it. Steph Curry won the finals MVP and his fourth NBA finals. First off, what I want to ask you. Yeah. Is what will replace uh, Steph Curry doesn't have a Finals MVP in the take machine because oh. it feels like a gigantic loss. Yeah, I mean it was a huge cudgel to use. No one cared about the Finals MVP award. Like literally, no one ever talked about it mm-hmm. as being like a controversial thing. It occasionally you had moments where it was like. Hey, it was kind of great that James Worthy won that finals MVP. Good job for him. But at the time, no one was like, mm, Magic Johnson just didn't get it done in that finals. Right. <laughs> he should have won that finals MVP. It was like, it was just this like nice award that kind of came up periodically, you know, and uh, like, oh, Joe Dumars won one year. That's cool. And then otherwise, it was like, yeah, well, Michael Jordan won that one. Makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> I guess Shaq's the MVP since the Lakers won again. Um, <laughs> but somehow with Steph Curry, it became this weird legacy-defining thing that had never existed before. Just, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it was bias against Steph Curry. It's the take machine. The take machine needs fuel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And uh, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't think this is like. But but uh, I, I would say the thing that will replace it, and we're already getting this from uh, from our friend Wendy, is the is the idea of the checkbook win, the checkbook title. Mm-hmm. You have to beat the Warriors checkbook to mm-hmm. beat them. Regardless of like you look at the Celtics, they've got you know Jason Tatum has a max. Jalen Brown basically has a max. Al Horford is making like $29 million a year. Like Derek White makes a lot of money. They aren't in the tax the way the Warriors are because they've had a larger payroll for a while. But it's like it's not like the Celtics have like scrimped. You know what I mean? Well, like they they have they have like the same number of giant deals as the Warriors do. I, I actually want to cut Wendy some slack there. Okay. I mean, it's gross and it's terrible and we shouldn't be cutting him some slack. But 
I want to be honest here. Wendy does not. Brian Windhorst does not believe that. He. I mean, I think he does, but no. Yeah. But I. I mean, what he's really doing is they started talking about this during the Mavericks series. Is that uh, the owners are grumbling about the Warriors paying so much tax money and wanting to change that in the CBA. So this is Brian Windhorst being a mouthpiece for the yeah. other owners in the league. Which is kind of weird because they get that tax money. Right. As long as they're not yeah, paying Yeah, it the goes tax. to them. But, like, they're like, hey, uh, them paying a lot of money is making us look bad. And it's yeah, yeah. like... Anything it's... to depress player value. Also, it is a guarantee that the NBA will screw this up and make it worse, yeah, at, it, which is what happens every time they try to do this. It will somehow <laughs> give Joe Lacob an advantage. Yeah, like, like uh, somehow, <laughs> because they, they, they started the Supermax, that really backfired on them, mm -hmm. um, and you had to stay with your own team. It didn't keep players from leaving mm -hmm. or like demanding a trade after signing a supermax. Yeah. Uh, Cause I didn't really address the root causes, which is just that players that want to play for shitty owners. Right. <laughs> which is kind of the main thing. And then the Warriors aren't really an exact, like, like the nets are sort of the thing owners would be mad about. And I mean, I guess they're kind of mad about the Clippers too, mm -hmm. but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ludicrous, but that's, that's going to be, the new thing is that uh, suddenly the Golden State Warriors are like the New York Yankees. Yeah. Um, despite, you know, drafting I don't even... all their guys and trading for one of them. Well, and also their payroll was not particularly high through like 2017 and 2018. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because uh, of the cap spike. They're smoothing the this spike. time. Oh, they're honestly. smoothing this time, Sean. Oh, thank God they're smoothing. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, I'm sure the smoothing will somehow help them too. But like the idea, the idea that getting Andrew Wiggins was this a deal everyone made fun of, including <laughs> like, us at the time. Like, 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 and we're making fun of through the point when he was starting the All Star game. People were still like, "That contract sucks," mm -hmm. and I wasn't even disagreeing that much. But just you know, I mean, yes, it's a luxury to have a guy in a big contract who's that useful. But like. Al Horford has the same contract, basically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, like, is he a crazy luxury? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Anyway, um, but I think that's I think that's gonna be the new thing. Um possibly. I mean, the other thing is that he might be uh correctly, in my mind, um tarnished for uh helping this nationwide Ponzi scheme that is cryptocurrency. And so that, that might be it. I mean, uh, I think Elon Musk is getting sued <laughs> for a similar reason. So I can see it happening. I actually think what's going to replace it in the take machine is just more shitting on Kevin Durant and more oh. Kevin Durant tweets. Oh, that's, that's right? happening too, where people are just going to be like, it's going to flip completely because it yeah. used to be up until two days ago, mm -hmm. it was, Kevin Durant was the real real one responsible for these titles and Curry sucks. And now it's going to be actually Kevin Durant sucks. Yep. And Curry was the good one all along. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're totally right. There's already <laughs> people just like, well, Kevin Durant's got something to prove now. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, he needs to <laughs> like win another th finals MVP. Like who thought um, the Nets were supposed to make some noise in the playoffs this year? Well, <laughs> 
I'll tell you uh, who thinks the Nets are making some noise in the playoffs next year. Vegas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're according to Vegas, they're the second title odds, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Sean, the other question I had for you. Yes. I have two big ones. Okay. Was the real difference in this finals, which was a 50, 50 coin flip going in. Um, the fact that the Boston Celtics had Bill Simmons, Dave Portnoy, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, name another terrible famous boston person bill simmons's dad um benzino <laughs> paul pierce yeah paul um. pierce we'll say paul pierce were the famous uh celtics fans prominently featured and the famous warriors fans whitey were, bulger yeah. well um. then the famous warriors fans were john carpenter guy fieri and cousin greg from succession Oh, I didn't even realize he was a, a Warriors He's fan. on the Woj pod, pod today talking about how much he loves Hilarious. the Golden State Warriors. Oh, God, that's so, that's so wonderful. In in and of itself, isn't that just like a like a microcosm of it's is, a, was it's that a, what mattered? It's a huge vibes advantage. I would <laughs> I would mention some other things that are real big vibes advantages. First of all, we've talked about Jason Tatum a little bit. And uh, the Kobe armband and the Kobe outfit, like and the texting Kobe. It's weird to dress up like a dead man. Like it, it's just weird. Um, and then the Tiger Woods T-shirt before Game Five seemed like a bad idea. Um, said it before, but he played subpar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, our friend Moosey Mania said my favorite thing was that you knew he was gonna have a bad road performance when you wear a Tiger Woods T-shirt. Uh, that was a bad vibe. Uh, Jalen Brown, I felt like had good vibes, a lot of dancing in pregame warmups, good attitude. Uh, but then when Jordan Poole wore a 2011 Clay Thompson draft t-shirt that looked like he bought it on the Coliseum pedestrian ramp, mm -hmm. that was an incredibly good vibe for the Warriors. Like, like anytime you, you, you're wearing like a bootleg fan t-shirt that's like that is a win right there um and clay thompson continuing to jump into the ocean constantly uh was a very good vibe i have a feeling he wasn't able to do that before game six i think it was like a reverse dunkirk situation joey mm -hmm. where the city of boston like banded together to take the boats away to keep clay on land mm -hmm. but uh yeah and you know i it, okay, a bad vibe. I'm going to say this. Steph Curry uh, wearing an Aisha Curry can cook t-shirt for game five. Yeah. That, but it that's how you go 0-9 yeah. from three-point range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know what I kind of liked, too, though? What? They weren't talking about it until they won, but realizing, like, just how much clay and draymond and steph like listen to stuff and and just like uh like clay tom like steph curry remembered every time someone on like the jump made fun of him yeah he did the the zero over his eye did you mm -hmm. see that um, yeah i did see that because i guess at one point the jump asked how many championships steph curry was gonna win by the yeah, end of his, his career extension, and they all yeah. held up zeros mm -hmm. um i will say some of the pettiness i don't like like look i love clay thompson obviously mm -hmm. but like 
I don't know. You already beat Jaron Jackson in the playoffs, man. Like, it's weird to me to bring that up. No, that was awesome. I don't like it. And then Draymond was dunking on a Jalen Brown tweet today. Like, I don't know. You beat these guys, dude. (laughs) He he dunked on Dave Portnoy today, too. Well, that's good. The the Jaron Jackson one, I think, is definitely fair game. Also, it was just really funny because he clearly... It's just because someone he said strength in numbers himself and then it reminded him of a thing that was like like it wasn't calculated, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and then him saying this bum, this clown, that's hilarious. Um so I mean what? also also uh Dylan Brooks uh it reminded me of Dylan Brooks uh telling Andre Iguodala that he had missed out on a dynasty mm-hmm. by not saying Yeah, that, I mean that was funny. Yeah. Um Here's here's another the other major question I have for you, Sean. Yeah, it's, uh, Draymond Green and uh, Andre Iguodala. Oh boy, yeah. One champion, one championships today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where does this rank in the greatest moments in podcasting history? Boy, it is it is way up there with Barack Obama going on Mark Maron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is it up there with um. Uh, Carlos Mencia on Mark Marin. Oh man, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're picking one of those, I think I would go with Gallagher on Mark Marin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but um, I'm trying to think of other things that might. Okay, okay. What about it the fact that see... Adnan is free right now? Is I it? Don't think he, he's not I'm, free. I, I, I know because he's he guilty. Free, <laughs> if he was free, he would. That would be. That would be mm-hmm. the, the greatest moment right. in podcasting history. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, I don't know. That time Will Arnett really cracked up Jason Bateman on Smartless. I'll tell you the greatest <laughs> moment in podcasting history. What? Our friend Karen Kilgariff getting to quit working for Ellen DeGeneres. Oh my, well, that... Uh, because of her podcast. Well, that, that is the greatest very, moment in podcasting that's very, history. That's very nice and also very generous to Ellen. To uh, <laughs> uh, that She actually got fired because she went on strike and yeah. she was in a union that Ellen was also in. Ellen's a terrible person. Uh, yeah, but it, it is incredible that she made the pivot from Mr. Show to Mrs. Murder. Um, uh, Karen can go off rules. Um, yep. It's just, uh, yep. We are, we are part of the true crime is rotting people's brains movement, except when it comes to our friend, Karen Kilgariff. Um, <laughs> uh, then there was a big announcement on, on one of those podcasts, right? Uh, there sure was. Uh, Andre Iguodala <laughs> is starting a venture capitalist, uh, a VC, Sean. He announced that last night. Does that mean he's podium. retiring? Is that officially his it, retirement he announcement? He did not say he was retiring, no. Um, but I do think that means he won't take a job as an assistant coach with the Golden State Yeah, Warriors. that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, as much as they'd want. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with him getting the Udonis Haslam deal for as long as he wants, but I just have a feeling, um, like I, I think, I think that's it. Like, I, I think would him... be perfectly happy with him getting the Udonis Haslam deal. If, uh, Steve Kerr made like, uh, um, 
Eric Spolstra and didn't play him, but as long as he's on the roster, he's going to play is the problem. <laughs> well, he did you like that he came out, that, that Kerr put him in in the last minute? No, I did not like that. I know oh, you really liked it. I loved it, yeah. But I was just like, this is like a... I had a feeling Mitch that Richmond you're dribbling the ball. Like, I don't like I, when they do that. <laughs> I mean, Mitch Richmond was not really a late, but I, you didn't, you didn't like having those four guys out there again. It's fine. I don't know. I did think, I did think that you would dislike it also because you'd be like, Oh no, they're going to, well, Andre's going to blow it. They only well, have a 15 point lead I with a minute left. Of, I yeah. do always feel that way, but I don't know. I just was like, it's cool to get Andre in there, but also, like, I don't know, Wiggins and Poole and Looney and Gary Payton all, like, contributed more. Maybe one of those guys should be on the floor. Yeah, like, but they, they weren't there for the other three championships. But, like, he didn't do anything this year. But, like, literally lose them one of the games. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just think... Uh... He's he's a big part of the team. They love him. Sure, I it's great. Friend, that's how you, that's how you take great. care of your guys. First class organization. Light years ahead, Joey. Uh, well, speaking of, uh huh. How did you man. feel about Joe Legab last night? It was so it was so unpleasant. Like just seeing him on the sidelines. Like he's too close to the bench for one thing. He should be sitting two rows back. I'm sorry. Like. He doesn't need to, the owner does not need to be high fiving guys during the game. Here's what I will say, though. <laughs> Put a little distance is, between. I it. do always sort of forget this because they don't let him talk usually, but he is more. Acceptable than Peter Goober. <laughs> Peter, what was weird is um, seeing the two of them together. Peter Cooper looks like he's five foot three. <laughs> like, like maybe Lacob is taller than I think, or maybe I, maybe I was looking at someone else actually. Was it? But he's <laughs> Peter Cooper's look is so funny. Uh, it's important to remember Peter. He Goober. looks like a character actor. Yeah, it, it's important to remember. For those of you that don't know, Peter Goober is like one of Hollywood's greatest scam artists. Um, He's, I didn't know he was a scam artist. Yeah, he, didn't he like, produce Batman? He did. But when he was president of Sony Pictures, it was so terrible. But he like invented his own golden parachute out like the <laughs> company had to like go bankrupt. But also they had to pay him five hundred million dollars or something. <laughs> Uh, oh, also, man. the reason Tony Robbins is always around the Golden State Warriors around playoff time is because Peter Goober is one of his best friends, and that's never good. Wait, who, who's one of his best friends? Tony Robbins. Oh, my God, that's right. Um, <laughs> oh, so. he was also partners with John Peters for a while, mm -hmm. who you might know from the movie Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Um, anyway. he, produced, he produced Rain Man. Witches of Eastwick, Wick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man, what a crazy... But yeah, there's an entire book, I forget what it's called, um, about Peter Goober sort of scamming Sony with Mandalay pictures. Um, oh yeah, Mandalay Entertainment is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the things they... they all of a sudden they'd always put a tiger in it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, now, do you think? Well, he, he's think... the famous guy that made Kevin Smith try and put a giant spider in that Superman. Oh, that's John Peters. Oh, that's John Peters. My, that's John my Peters. Mistake. His partner. My mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in uh, Wild Wild West. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which someone eventually did. Um, <laughs> he also, I was, I was wondering if he. Um, consulted with Steph Curry when he put out Mandalay Pictures' most recent production, a movie starring Jim Caviezel. Oh, How no. do you say his name? That's Called it. Paul, Apostle of Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, Sean, my question for you. Yes. Who are you happiest for? Uh, it's, yeah, I was very happy for, when Steph started crying, mm-hmm. I, but I'm, I'm happiest for Clay, man. Uh, just only because that rehab is so brutal. Like I, I know they talk about it all the time and there's a Kaiser commercial, but like, it's so, it's just like, it's just, it, it has to be the most boring, boring stuff in the world. And like, you could tell it kind of wrecked him. And, uh, I don't know. I was just, I was just very happy for him. That's all. Like, I, I feel like, they talk about guys sacrificing and putting in the work like a lot. And he just like, just feel like he had like, you know, two and a half years of his life, like robbed away from him. And then while he maybe didn't come through offensively as much as you'd want in game six, uh, he was like playing defense. It was like, it was like having, it was like having a 90% prime Clay Thompson back. Mm-hmm. And they still guard him like he is 100% Clay Thompson mm-hmm. too. So that helps, but just like, uh, yeah, I was I was happy for that dude. I was so I it was so it was such a disappointment, especially the second time he got hurt, and uh, you know, and then they I, drafted I, James Wiseman two seconds later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a bummer. That was a double um, double edged bummer. That was and, a uh, a really bad night. It was <laughs> a rough one. Uh, NBA champion James Wiseman, Joey. Mm-hmm. They said he couldn't do it. He did it. He did it. Chioza did it. Juan Toscano Anderson did it. Damian Lee, NBA champion. Yep. Um, Kavon Looney, by the way. Who I'm happiest for? Who? Steph Curry. Get out of here, man. Like, Clay's great. Whatever. But look, all I remembered, I I was thinking about this last night, how. Mm I was a Warriors fan for so long and how depressing draft night always was uh, from when they traded my favorite player, Jason Richardson, for no reason, because they mm-hmm. claimed they were going to get Kevin Garnett. But then the yeah. phone stopped working, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was a lie. Or when they drafted Epe Udo or when they drafted oh, yeah. um, Ike Diagu. Ike Diagu. Ike is not here. Just remember that. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, when they drafted Ike Diagu. Uh, David uh, David Stern immediately said Ike is not here and went on to the next pick. Yeah. Um, the only yeah. happy draft night I'd had in 25 years as a Golden State Warrior fan was the night they drafted Steph Curry. And not even that I thought he was going to be like a superstar. It was just they... 
you immediately knew they did not fuck up the pick because yeah, it was like someone you'd heard of. They didn't <laughs> outsmart themselves. Also, they came very close to making a disastrous yeah. trade for Amari Stoudemire. And then Don Nelson was like, whoops, the phone's not working again. <laughs> Sorry, but guys, I can't call you back. My best friend Elliot and I, when they drafted Steph Curry, literally started hugging and jumping up and down. Um, <laughs> and, and that was like my happiest moment as a warrior fan until 2015 well yeah. 2014 when they were 13 when they beat the nuggets yeah um and like just from then on it's just been like i don't know validation that uh i was right to jump up and down <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i don't i don't know how you want more from your superstar like i find it endearing that he dresses so terribly and that, uh, look, I don't like the crypto stuff, but the Christianity stuff I find endearing, I got to say. Sure. <laughs> like, I'm... like making weird movies about, like, people who drowned and saw Jesus. Like, yeah, go go do that. Also, Holy like, Moly rocks. Holy um, Moly's great. Yeah. Um, it's that, like, uh, giving his wife 200% support and everything mm -hmm. is rocks. Um, him well, except when being... they're swinging. Then, then he's giving her zero percent. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, I think he's like, I just like it. And then, and then I like that he just really, really cut loose. Like so briefly, so briefly was like, what is anyone gonna say now? Because I do think he's one of the more unfairly criticized athletes. Mm -hmm. And it's I don't know if it's because he didn't play AAU or that he like doesn't look like your conventional NBA player. It's that or, one. Or, it's that yeah. one. Um, and and it's just great. I mean, like he he couldn't he basically couldn't have been better in this series. I guess he had I guess some shots could have fallen in game five, but he still somehow kind of dominated game five. Um, without making a three yeah anyway i try not to be on a homer a homer on this podcast but uh i took a break there to be a homer sean yeah. <laughs> i really liked also that after what they asked draymond if he learned anything about himself and he was like no i knew yeah. everything about myself everyone else was wrong and i was right that ruled <laughs> uh sean um yeah. let's turn our our uh, i want to turn a question to you we have some minnesota fans um, yes. And a, I'm sorry um, mm -hmm. for this that this is all happening to you. Yeah. Um. B, I want to ask you: Was this the perfect series to make a Minnesota fan upset? You know, normally I would say yes because you know Andrew Wiggins emerged as a really useful player. Um, you know, um, the D'Angelo Russell trade seems not very good right now mm -hmm. uh and you know boston traditionally like in all sports seems to poach great minnesota athletes but to be honest i just think having anthony edwards just makes yeah. you be like whatever you know what i mean yeah. like like it's it's the same thing when you look at like okay so the warriors you know essentially just completely blew their lottery pick in 2010 taking ekbe udo over a bunch of guys who played in the league for a long time and weren't 23 year old college juniors. Um, <laughs> hey, he wore like, a suit to his interview, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, <laughs> who cares? They got Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. all of that doesn't matter. Like 
yeah, like who who cares? Uh, and oh, that David Lee trade. They used him to trade him for um, just one of uh, Bogut, uh right? Well, yeah, Bogut one deal. of everyone's favorite warriors of all time, Andrew Bogut. Just a good dude. Just a <laughs> just good guy. Friend of the Black him. Falcon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just I feel I feel like for them it's like who cares? We have Anthony Edwards. Like you have the most. You've like one of the most. Fun. Like if you could have any guy that's like under twenty two on your team, like wouldn't you just take him? Yeah. I don't know if he's How the best ja? guy. Uh, Jaw might be young. Jaw is twenty two. <laughs> I'd take Jaw then. I'd take Ant Man. Yeah, I mean, but like, just I'm not even saying he's gonna be the best guy. Right. He's just right. I just mean Jaw is fun in the same way Ant Man is. Well, yeah, yeah, and actually, um, actually, Anthony Edwards is twenty. Yeah. So okay, under twenty-one. That's who I'm taking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm taking um, Chet Holmgren. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And so and so anyway, I just think I just think like, look, they may have screwed up a bunch of other things, but they have Anthony Edwards, and that's like, it's great, man. I hope they I hope they keep him forever. All right, um, Sean, my next question I want to ask you is, uh, actually, you know what? I don't want to ask you a question at all. I want to, um, do this real quick. We are watching Andrew Wiggins. Got arms like Groot. We are watching Andrew Wiggins. He can't shoot, shoot, shoot. That's right, Sean. Um, we were sort of dancing around it. Um, mm -hmm. But we, when they first traded for Andrew Wiggins, we thought we were going to hate him so much, we started a sarcastic podcast called Watching Wiggins. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out he was so good and boring um, that we yeah. just canceled our podcast. Yeah, it was like, it. It for one, thing, for one thing, it was not really all that frustrating to watch him as we no. thought it would be. Because it was, I mean, the frustrating thing is that sometimes he seems a little passive. And, but you that's know, okay he's, if he's your fourth best guy. Right. Um, and, you know, and in the finals, he was the second best guy. Yes. Well, might have been Looney. It's a toss up. Uh, I just think his defense was so good. He yeah. blocked Tatum so much. Yeah. Um, and just, just like seeing a guy emerge like that. Um, I do. I want to defend Jason Tatum here real quick before yeah, we yeah, get to yeah, watch please, him. Please, please. Jason Tatum is really hurt. <laughs> He just... fucked up his shoulder in that second round, and it is clear. Uh, and as someone who felt like a crazy person defending in the 2016 finals, telling everyone that Steph Curry was hurt and not the same guy, even though he was playing, uh, I feel you, Boston and Jason Tatum. Um, I mean, I just I, I think he might have an injured shoulder. I think he mostly just... Um... You know, he played like a thousand minutes in the playoffs yeah. or whatever, and and then also played a huge amount of minutes in the regular season. And, you know, it just look, he was still good enough that Boston, like, literally couldn't take him out of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is not like the performance you want from him in the finals, but like. 
I mean, I'm just saying he's gonna get shit on a lot, and yeah, like, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's it's fucking trash. Uh, like, look, I don't like Jason Tatum very much. I hate Kobe Bryant. I don't like the Boston Celtics. It bugs me. He makes cool passes now. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, look, with the with Draymond, the Warriors had the best defense in the league, and then they also kind of uniquely had. I don't think Andrew Wiggins is the perfect stopper for everybody, mm-hmm. but for um, guarding Jason Tatum and also constantly having help in the paint, mm-hmm. that's it's just a tough formula. But and yeah, it was like, if, I, if I were a Celtics fan, I would be stoked to have Tatum and Brown and Robert Williams for the next 10 years or whatever. I mean, like Robert <laughs> Williams is maybe... <laughs> Besides LeBron and uh, uh, Jokic in the first round, I think Robert Williams is like the scariest, the guy who scared me most in a Warriors playoff series in the last 10 years. It was like, stop it. Stop going right at him. <laughs> Please get Al Horford back in the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's really good. Um, I yeah, I mean, he, he was great. I thought Jalen Brown was very good. I mean, his... Again, it's like I don't fault these guys that much for not being able to score on like on the Warriors like it, you know, it's the Celtics had the statistically better defense during the season and they were they were very good on defense even in the finals. But just I mean, that's it's it it was just a tough matchup for those guys and they they, they were so tired. Like well, yes, and it was a bad matchup anyway because, yeah. um, you know, they 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 don't have was, a point guard, and they don't they're like none of those guys is especially great at dribbling. Like they're like Wiggins is honestly. Well, I remember I brought him up earlier. Uh-huh. If Monty Morris is really <laughs> on the uh, on the trading block, I would trade Grant Williams for Monty Morris tomorrow. Wow. And I wow. think the Celtics win the finals. You think that's a you think that's a checkbook move that they'd make? I, I just the think thing is they also need Grant Williams, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think you can find other Grant Williamses and like they clearly if they had a point guard, so Jalen Brown didn't have to dribble so much. Like all they need is a competent B level point guard. Like I love Marcus. I no, I don't love Marcus Smart, but like I like what Marcus Smart brings to like a basketball team. But he just can't be your your point guard. Um. Yeah. No. No. Because he <laughs> he gets look. He's he has a lot of heart. Um. I just if he was if he didn't like flop all the time, I I would not have. Like like that's I like I like his spirit. You know what I mean? I just feel like he. Is a little is like a little bit of a cheater. That's all. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not. I don't even think he's really like a dirty player. He just like. I think he also has the like Harden, Chris Paul, just general Houston Rockets tendency to attempt a flop at the worst possible yeah. time too. Like when he pretended he got hit in the nuts mm-hmm. and allowed uh, a like a wide three that three. ended the game last night. That yeah, ended yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That wasn't great. Also, Steph did ninety nine like three with three and a half minutes left, uh-huh. which is a very early bedtime. Um, um, back to watching Wiggins though. Yes, Sean, 
You you requested a special watching Wiggins, so why don't you host our mini watching Wiggins? Okay, here? watching Wiggins. Joey, what do you see in this series from Wiggins? Just a lot of great rebounding. Um yeah. rebounding defense. Uh he was you know, he didn't hit the threes every time, but uh, he hit enough of them. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know. I that I don't see they're looking at what he became in these playoffs. Like, I don't see a reason this just can't be who he is now. Right, 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 right. Like, it's not like he was doing anything. It's not like he was shooting 50% from three or anything or like uh, huh. ISO scoring constantly. Like, I, I don't see any reason he can't be like a 16 and seven guy the rest of his career, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, you know, he's he's certainly a lot better offensively when Steph Curry's on the floor. Well, yeah. But at this point, um, you know, he was he if he's got two straight years of basically making going two for five every game from three. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty good for a guy that plays D like that. And, you know, he doesn't really ever get doesn't get fouled that much. That's the one thing I think he could maybe develop is uh like drawing contact at the rim foul shooter though like i he, don't think he likes to shoot free throws yeah i mean that might be part of it uh yeah and yeah i mean he was he was this is his worst foul shooting year and even at his best he's like 70 percent. Mm-hmm. he's like 72 percent for his career and that seems uh but but yeah man he doesn't get tired he never gets hurt. <laughs> um, he's really fast. And now that he's like, it just seemed like at the beginning of the year, he really struggled to play the four. But part of that was he was playing the four and Draymond wasn't playing center and they kind of hadn't figured it out. Now I think you can be a lot more comfortable giving him minutes at the four, which mm-hmm. I think would really help because it means you could play, you could move Clay Thompson to the three. And I think that would help him uh, on defense for sure. Well, and I also think what's interesting is I know like Jeff Van Gundy and other uh, people were saying this is the least talented Warriors team in their mm-hmm. wins, which I think is fair as of right now. Mm-hmm. But what is interesting going out into the future is like Wiggins and Looney are still only in their mid twenties. Yeah. Uh, Kaminga is twenty. Moody is twenty. Jordan Poole is how old? Twenty three. I think he's twenty three. Yeah. Like Gary Payton's twenty nine, so he's not gonna be there much longer. But I do think it would be in- it's interesting if they can keep this together. Yeah. How. I'm not that, you know, they might be terrible. Who cares? Who knows? But like none yeah. of these guys might ever develop past this. But like, I do think it makes the future incredibly interesting mm-hmm. as to what happens as opposed to like, oh, yeah, we're just trotting Sean Livingston out again another <laughs> right. year. Yeah. Um, when you kind of and I love Sean choice. Livingston, yeah, yeah. of course. But like it's there was no upside to Sean Livingston and David West. They were just what they were. And now I think it's, it's an interesting, it will be interesting to see going into the future. 
what happens as Steph and Draymond and Clay decline, what happens to these other guys as they're ostensibly heading into their primes. Yeah. So Joey, um, who do you think who do you think leaves in the offseason? Just Otto Porter would be my guess. I think Damian Lee probably. Oh, and Damian gets Lee probably. I, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I I think I think maybe other teams appreciate him more than at least Warriors fans do. I just Sometimes think he I can think, get paid more than they can pay him. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, I mean, he should get paid. He's a good and, player. Warriors fans are hard on him for no reason. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the team likes him a lot better than the fans. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I mean, he should get some money. But yeah, I would guess Porter and Lee probably mm-hmm. leave, and then everyone and then, else comes back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even Bielitsa, I think, probably comes back. And then I bet they yeah. sign another big instead of just relying on James Wiseman again to maybe play basketball. <laughs> oh, well, Joey, NBA champion. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you're I think you're probably right about that. Um, just for just for the wear and tear of the season. And, you know, you can play Kaminga more next year and Moody will play more next year. So but yeah, the, the hole is with. Oh, and then Iguodala, I think, is going to retire. He'll probably retire. Yeah. So. So two other, t- a couple new vets, but they also have field. three draft picks too. So, yeah, who knows? Like maybe they'll just replace those three slots with the three draft picks. I doubt it. My guess are you is saying they're... Justinian Jessup and Nico Mannion are not coming back? Nico Mannion might. I wouldn't be surprised. He just uh, got really sick. He's not. I know. I they like he... him. Yeah, um... they do. Uh, <laughs> he's not really the worst. He was in a he was in a tough spot his rookie year, and then didn't he lost like twenty five pounds said, or I something? I don't year? think they want to add a point guard to the roster because the front office will would like Jordan Poole to continue being the point guard, and Steve Kerr would love to play him at shooting guard mm-hmm. because he does crazy things. Um, yep. Yep. But uh, you know, anyway. Wiggins, we apologize for our sarcastic podcast. It'll never happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it. It's the final Andrew Wiggins. We sold this, po- the final watching Wiggins, we sold this podcast on two Warriors fans learning to love Andrew Wiggins, and you mm-hmm. did it. We love you. Yeah, and um, we've been, it's actually been acquired by Andre Iguodala's new VC firm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. congratulations to the new hosts, uh, Dave Portnoy and Tim Cook of <laughs> Apple. <laughs> All right, Sean, that brings us to an hour. Um, uh-huh. Is there anything else you really want to talk about? Um, oh, I, I just want to ask you. Sure. Um, when did you think the team was going to win the title? Uh, the, before the game yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were going to win after game four. In oh, Memphis, no, it I was. Think. Oh, sorry. After game four. I just thought. Yeah, yeah. Once Steph did what he did in Boston, I was oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like it was going to be more confident. But yeah, I thought they were going to definitely win two out of three. And once they won Game Five, I thought they were going to win Game Six. Yeah, just because just because it was like they clearly solved something. And in Game Five, it was like Boston had a crazy three point barrage at some point. Mm-hmm. It was weird after the game hearing people saying that. Boston like choked away game five and should have won it. And I was thinking like, it was like a, I felt like it was more of a fluke that 
they'd even climb back into the game. Well, I actually have a theory on that. Uh huh. It's I'm I don't want it to sound like sour grapes, but here we well, go. Well, you won. It's not sour grapes. I just feel like the whole narrative the whole time was like Chris Herring wrote an article that was like the Boston Celtics are handing the Golden State Warriors the title, and it felt like the entire media just took Ime Odoka's word for what was happening which like he's supposed to say like our offense is just giving the ball away but like of course but that's it was the warriors were doing that like yeah (laughs) like yes boston turns the ball over a lot but like gary payton of course is gonna steal the ball three times from jalen brown because jalen brown sucks at dribbling and gary payton is amazing at stealing the ball like he steals the ball all the time from everybody like Like, it was just this weird thing to me where it was like a total not oh man i'm gonna sound like an asshole but it was like east coast bias shit where it was like yeah of course they're just the warriors have no control over what's happening the boston celtics (laughs) just turn the ball over and it's like i don't know man like the Warriors have been doing this for 10 years where they make a guy shoot poorly if at the if from two pointers, but well from three pointers. Like, well, yes, Boston's it. offense didn't wasn't doing very well, but also the Warriors defense was really is really good. It's like, you know, um, who else turned the ball over a ton against the Warriors? Luka Doncic. Yeah. You know who else does <laughs> James Harden every single time they've played him in the playoffs? It's yeah. like this is not like new stuff. It just it one thing that felt weird to me, and again, some of this was me overgrading the Warriors, I think, but it just seemed like there was this odd reluctance to acknowledge that like Draymond Green had missed thirty five games, mm-hmm. like that that this was, and that Steph Curry had missed the last month of the season because people were you'd still look at these sites and they're like, well, you know, I mean, statistically. Boston's been a lot better than the Warriors since mid-January. And it's like, oh, when Draymond Green went out for for two months and then yeah. Steph Curry was out, that they've been better in that stretch. Wow, that's that's such a shock. You know what I mean? I guess I guess like you couldn't expect everyone to have come back and kind of coalesced as quickly. But at a certain point, it's like you remember this guy was the favorite for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm literally up to like the point he'd been out two months. And finally people were like, well, he did, he did miss half the season. Now we can't give him the award. Yeah. That part of it felt very strange to me. And I mean, part of it is like, there's much more, there are more people writing about Boston. There are more people kind of like people in the East Coast see their games from Boston. Everybody lives in Boston. They work at ES, they work in Connecticut. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, uh, they, I don't blame them for not wanting to be up until 1 a.m. watching the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. But also, if I have to hear this complaint one more time <laughs> from people, how dare these games start at 9 p.m.? Why don't they start at 7 p.m.? And it's like, oh, because uh, the people in San Francisco are at fucking work then? Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, you have to stay up late. But yeah, like... sorry, there's six <laughs> finals games. <laughs> Uh-huh. One of them was on a Friday night. <laughs> Grow up. Um. Anyway, Sean, who's the favorite next year? Oh, the Brooklyn Nets, obviously. <laughs> Getting Ben Simmons back. He's ready, Joey. He's rested and he's ready. 
Steve Nash is ready to do a brand new photo shoot with Rob Gronkowski, who is now endorsing the exact same kind of, uh, like, retired guy dress shoes. <laughs> Did you see that commercial? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gronk, Gronk is also, it's like, you know, Wolf and Cauldron or whatever they're called. Uh, anyway, wow. he's going to do probably a shoot where they put an executive desk on a football field. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. <laughs> you know, the two people, like they have a lot of similarities. Steve Nash and Gronk, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I oh, mean, also, let's be honest, Gronk would never serve someone divorce papers in a delivery room. God damn. Um, God, Steve uh, Nash has done some bad things. <laughs> um... Uh, oh, one more thing about the Celtics real quickly. Um, Imei tight, too. I want to make that he's clear. Tight. He's uh, cool. Jalen Brown rules. Jason I Tatum might be a little overrated, but he's very good. Um, I do think Udoka should maybe have waited to play the stop playing like assholes card, um, because apparently that really, really worked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's also just tough. Like, he knew... I. All, all I would say is there's no reason the bench needed to have that many white players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Stauskas is one thing. Luke Cornett and Daniel Tice, I kind of get, but then you just keep going and it's more white guys. Like, that's never going to work. Uh, Sean, like, last night, shot otherwise. Last night I, tweeted, I texted you. They were like, Mike Breen, when they took the starters out, Mike, Mike Breen was like, and the Boston crowd applauds their starters for a wonderful season. And I texted you. I was like, uh, actually, they're applauding the white guys coming yeah. in. Let's yep. be honest here. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, in 2008, the last time the war, the Celtics won a title, their, their last title since the Reagan administration, since Len Bias was still alive, um, they played Caucasians zero minutes in that 2008 finals and it's it's something they should consider for the future <laughs> scalabrini didn't get into a single game um anyway good season we'll be back uh early next week with our draft episode because it's got to go before the draft so oh yeah that. You're right. and um, then yeah. uh summer league july 10th um at our meetup or just if you're at summer league in general tweet at tweet tweeted us dm us yeah, yeah. Uh, i think we're both gonna be there on thursday i right? won't be at the thursday game though i don't think i think i'm not going till the eighth okay um, okay because i think I'll... i'm gonna drive there on thursday. oh that makes sense i yeah i think i'll be flying yeah probably that makes sense yeah. Uh, based on where we both live. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, anything you'd like to plug? Um, uh, I guess I'll be in Santa Cruz next Friday at Greater Purpose Brewing. Uh, so if you want to if you want to come by, it's very close to the Kaiser Permanente Arena, home of the Santa Cruz Warriors. Uh, that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to be with Joe Mandy, but I think that, the, I think that ship sailed for our listeners, um, <laughs> tonight. It's in like five hours. So, uh, I think that's the last thing I have to plug. Check out, check out my website and Instagram. I'll have some, uh, up clips up. I think there's, I think I, I think I got a winner of a Top Gun Maverick thing that'll be up on Monday. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then as for me. 
You can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where six days ago I tweeted, I really thought up until about five years ago that I had a shot to play in the NBA. No joke. Well, well mini George Takai here. Um, <laughs> Making that Twitter post. It's too self-aware. Uh, Sean, did you... You, uh, what song do you want me to play? What song? I announced I you was going to... You said gonna... Christian Wood. The Christian oh, Christian Wood. Wood. Yeah, yeah, We'll play the Christian Wood song. Okay, great. That's playing under <laughs> us right now. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, and shut it down. We love you very much. This was a wonderful season, but uh, guess what? Round Ball Rock never sleeps, baby. We'll be back next week. should I say they're going to deal me they had some cap room Detroit is no good no Christian world I asked Houston to sign and trade and they gave me the bank then Harden demanded a trade and we started to tank so tried to survive with James at strip clubs playing with scrubs thought we'd make the first round and then we'd choke Tillman is broke Tend to be hurt And then Tillman tried to take a kidney From Cavus LeVert And by MLK Day I was alone This beard had flown So I fired up lots of shots They charge us for food No Christian wood Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.